What's up, Duke fans, and welcome to the Duke Blue Central podcast. This is episode one of the Duke Blue Central podcast, the inaugural episode. So happy that you clicked on this podcast that you're listening with me today. This podcast is something I've wanted to start for a very long time. I'm just a regular person, just a regular guy, not an insider or anything. Just a guy that loves talking about Duke basketball, all things Duke hoops, and excited to be coming to you guys with this podcast. Thought I'd join in on all the other Duke podcasters, the community of Duke podcasters and Duke social media guys. Been wanting to jump in there for a while, so excited to be coming at you with this first episode of the Duke Blue Central podcast. And I hope wherever you're listening, this finds you well. But let's cut all the intro stuff. That's not what you guys are listening for. Let's dive into the meat of this episode. So I wanted this first episode to kind of be just centered all around the players, all around what we're kind of seeing from the players in this summer. We're still a few months out from the start of the regular season for Duke basketball. But as always, the awesome, awesome Duke social media team has been posting a lot of footage that we can kind of break down and look at just to see kind of where these guys are at in the summer. We have a lot of new players, a lot of returners as well. Some returners, we kind of know what they bring to the table. Other ones, it's still kind of up in the air, whether how much, how many minutes they're going to play, how much they're going to contribute to this year's team offensively and defensively. But as always, we fans can turn a five-minute scrimmage into hours and hours of content where we're breaking down footage. That's probably just more like a highlight tape, but we do it anyway because we love Duke basketball. So yeah, I'm going to be basing kind of these reviews off of two scrimmages that the Duke basketball program posted. Uh, They're on YouTube. I suggest you watch them if you haven't. There's one that's a 4v4. That's kind of titled Rookies versus Vets. Kind of misleading because some of the vets are are not ones who particularly played a lot last year, but it's kind of who we had available on the table to practice at the time. And the really the more telling scrimmage, the one if you're going to watch one, go watch the 5v5 footage they posted just a few weeks ago, I believe. That one's almost a full 10 minutes. It's like nine and a half minutes, I think, of just slightly more uncut footage, slightly less just highlight reel stuff of 5v5 action with a lot of the Duke guys mixing it up on teams and going at each other. So yeah, I'm going to be basing all these on those two scrimmages. Highly suggest you watch those. Check those out if you haven't. I'm going to start with the returners. This might be a quicker section than when we get down to the freshmen and the newbies. A lot of the returners, we kind of know what they offer to the table. But the first guy I want to talk about is Tyrese Proctor. And Tyrese Proctor looks just incredible in these videos. He, He looks like he really can do whatever he wants out there, whether it's scoring, playmaking. It looked like he was playing with the defense sometimes, especially when he was guarded by those young guys. He just felt like he could just get whatever he wanted, whether it be a step back three, kind of a a drive to the basket and maybe a kick out or even like a mid-range fade away. He just felt like he was just doing whatever he wanted with them out there. Great playmaker, as always. The shooting does look improved, but again, keep in mind this is practice footage. This is not game footage. Everybody always shoots better in practice. We know there have been Duke guys in history that have apparently lit it up in practice, and then all year they continue to shoot 30% or below from three. So take it with a grain of salt, but it is good to see his three-point shot kind of falling more. We don't know how many he took, but seems like he was taking a lot and making a lot. And I'll tell you, his mid-range game just looks awesome. He's got that little 
kind of jump fade away from the free throw line. That jump kind of knee up, almost Dirk-like fade away, but for a guard. That just looks awesome. I, I really predict that's going to be a big move we see from him a lot next year is that kind of get into the mid-range, maybe around the box, maybe around the free throw line and and hit the hit the mid-range fade away. I know the mid-range shot is kind of a forgotten art in basketball these days, but uh, Tyrese Proctor doesn't think so, and I think we're going to see a lot of those next year. Also, noticeably stronger this year. It, there were times it, you didn't even think it was Proctor out there some of the things he was doing. There was one play in here where he caught an, caught an alley-oop. I can't remember who threw that, but he caught a lob and threw it down. Did we ever see Proctor do that last year? Just awesome stuff, and then... Man, one of the biggest highlights maybe from both of these scrimmages is the dunk he had on Jared McCain. Go look that up for sure if you haven't. There's a there's a clip where he gets a pass in the lane and goes up for a dunk and just bodies Jared McCain. So much so, I'm surprised the Duke Blue Devils were willing to post that footage because, man, McCain just got put on a poster. And that's just not something I had on my bingo card for Tyrese Proctor going into next year was him throwing down crazy dunks. And Jared McCain is no small guy either. I'll kind of get to him later when we talk about some of the freshmen that really impressed, but he's a big-bodied freshman, doesn't look like a college basketball freshman, and uh, Proctor just threw it down on him and even gave him a little stare down after, which is, (laughs) again, I'm so surprised Duke posted this because McCain just gets absolutely put on a poster. But I guess all is friendly with teammates, so I'm sure they'll have a laugh about that when they look over that footage if they haven't already but man Proctor just looks so crafty he's really a candidate for the best player on this Duke team next year I know that's saying a lot with Flip coming back and the awesome things he was able to do last year and how Proctor kind of started off slow and then took off as the year continued but man it all signs point to Tyrese Proctor being potential All-American candidate potential ACC player of the year candidate he is just incredible. And that's not even mentioning his defense, which we know he was locking up some of the best guards in the ACC last year. He had, I mean, that game against NC State at Cameron last year, man, he he locked up, it felt like, every player he was guarding. Even had some awesome games against Miami and their insanely good guards last year. So Proctor looks awesome. Rant on him for a little while here, but huge potential for best player on this team next year. Next guy I want to talk about is Jaden Shute. Jaden Shute, kind of maybe a forgotten player from this past year, didn't get a lot of minutes, but a lot of the Duke heads are uh, talking like he's going to get more minutes this year. He has a potential to fight for the rotation with his shooting ability and his size because of the presumed lineups we're going to be running. What I saw from Shute looks good. He, he looks good. He looks confident. Really good early signs from him, I'd say. There were points in these scrimmages where he looked like he was outplaying the freshman. He he looked like a true sophomore, which is awesome to see. Shot looked really good. His go-to move seems to be that pump fake. I think he loves getting passes out on the wing. A defender kind of flying in, pump fakes him. He goes flying by, shoots it. I think he made a couple of those last year. But that's a shot to really look for going into next year. He likes doing those pump fakes before he shoots the three, but the the, the three-point stroke itself looks smooth, looks clean, uh, looks really good. I would say good early signs for Jaden Shoot. However, keep in mind, again, this is just practice, and, man, the problem for this team is going to be minutes allocation, which everybody's talking about. But, you know, if Shoot comes out and has 
a couple bad games earlier in the year, he could find himself kind of slipping in that rotation to where now he's only getting, you know, five minutes a game. And it's tough to make a huge impact with that little time, especially if you're a three-point shooter where, you know, you miss your first two and you only play five minutes a game. That's probably the only two shots you're getting in the game. But overall, good early signs from Jaden Shute. He has an opportunity to crack this rotation with his size. We're talking about running three guards a lot. That's kind of what everybody expects us to do. But with his size, you know, we could kind of justify him throwing him out there at that that technical small forward spot with just how big he is. But good early signs from Jaden Shute. Next guy I want to talk about is Mark Mitchell. And I'll tell you, Mark just looks good. Mark's still rehabbing a, an injury, and man, he <laughs> he still just dominated in this session. It did feel a little too, maybe I should preface this with all the vets, like did feel like some of the veterans were maybe told by the coaches, and I'm sure they were, hey, don't try to just take over this game. Maybe try and, you know, let's work and get better as a team and, and you don't go ISO as much because there were, I mean, there were times where it felt like, Proctor could have called an isolation and scored every play. But I'm sure these guys are, are working with the team for try to make the team better in these scrimmages, not just them. But, man, Mark Mitchell looked good. Picking up right where he left off, there's a specific clip in the 5v5 where he scores a kind of little jump hook in the lane. Then the next play they show, which I think is the following play, I'm not sure if there's a cut in between there, but it looks like the following play, Sean Stewart, you know, big athletic freshman coming in goes up for a layup and Mitchell swats his shot into the stands there at the practice gym and then the very next play comes back and hits almost the same jump jump hook shot a very Mark Mitchell-esque possession there in the scrimmage something really cool to see how many times last year did it feel like Mark Mitchell and I'm going to use the word disappeared here but not in a bad way most people say disappeared in a bad way I mean, like, in games last year, you'd be watching and you kind of forget Mark Mitchell's there just because he's doing all the dirty work, he's doing the defensive work, locking up the the opposing team's best player, making a bucket, open bucket here and there. Times you kind of forget about him, and then all of a sudden, over like a five-minute stretch, he became just like this go-to guy and would score three baskets in a row and get a block and a steal on the other end. He's just one of those guys that, man, if he gets hot, if he gets energy, he can just boost that team up and just go crazy in a really, really short amount of time. But Mark Mark looks awesome. Uh, Mark Mitchell is maybe the player I'm worried about the least going into next year. We have a lot of those. But, gosh, he just does everything right. It, it, besides maybe a step-back three-point shooting, which is not in his arsenal at all, Mark Mitchell's a guy who just does everything you want on the team. He is just a glue guy to the max. John Shire is going to love having him on the team. I want to highlight, too, Mark Mitchell's the captain of the defense this year. I, I know we're going to name our captains kind of later in this offseason, but Mark Mitchell's not likely to get that captain role, I, I think, I would guess. But for all intents and purposes, he should view himself as the captain of this defense. I would say last year you could kind of think of it as lively, with the amazing things he was able to do in the paint. But this year, man, Mark Mitchell should be, you know, pouring defensive knowledge into all of these guys because this is a team who could have the potential to be defensively really good. But we're going to have to overcome some stuff we didn't last year because we had the great eraser in Derek Lively who would just block shots that were just unblockable by anybody else it felt like in the ACC. 
This year, I don't think we're going to have that. I think Flip is going to hold his own at the five, and we'll have Ryan Young and potentially some Christian Reeves minutes in there. But Mark Mitchell, for all intents and purposes, he's the guy on defense. He's the guy should be making the call-outs, making everybody better, and I think he will be. Mark Mitchell just looked great in all these in, in all these videos. Blake's, want to talk about Blake's really fast. I don't have a ton to say about Blake's. Blake's looks good. Blake's, maybe the part I'm most excited about him is just how much better I feel like he can make everybody else in practice, especially these new guys. Blake's just looks like a guy who's just a menace to play against, offensively and defensively, because he's just strong, puts his head down, gets to the basket, and then is an absolute hound on defense. So uh, I am pumped about some of the young guys kind of learning from Blake's and just having to go up against Blake's every day is going to make everybody better. You know, Jared McCain is going to have an easier time with some of these other guards, starting guards in the ACC, than he is having to go up against Jalen Blake's in practice. So pumped about that. Blake's looked good. I think we kind of know what we got with Blake's now. I'm excited he's back. He could have easily transferred, and I don't think anybody would have frowned upon it, but super pumped that he's back to help the team get better. Jeremy Roach. Jeremy Roach was Jeremy Roach. He was a great player. You know, expect him to be a captain again. Super pumped he's back for his for his senior season. I know that was a surprise for a lot of people, but he looked like Jeremy Roach. You know, tough, hard-nosed drives to the basket. Pretty good three-point shooting. I do want to kind of explain. I expect Jeremy Roach to be a better three-point shooter this year than maybe he ever has at Duke. And the reason for that isn't necessarily like I think he's just going to improve his shot all that much. I think he's got a good shot. But I just think with the three-point shooting we're surrounding him with, he's going to have a lot more open and or slightly open opportunities than he has in years past. I mean, think about with guys like Jared McCain and Caleb Foster and even Jaden Shoot minutes and potentially some TJ Power minutes. We're going to have a lot of guys on the team that can shoot threes this year. Uh, Tyrese Proctor, there are going to be lineups where Jeremy Roach is kind of the the third player that opposing teams are worried about hitting a three. You know, if Tyrese Proctor and Jared McCain are out there, I think they're running those guys off the line before they're running Jeremy Roach off the line, which is going to leave him a lot more open opportunities. I expect him to be a better three-point shooter this year. But Roach looked good. Christian Reeves, another guy I wrote down, he had a lot of footage in this because, you know, I think they're trying to play him as much as they can right now, try to get him some improvement. And Christian Reeves looks okay. I don't know if he's going to play as many minutes as a lot of the people think he is going to play. And I don't mean that to, to just bag on the guy, root for all these guys to get as many minutes as they can. And Christian Reeves certainly has an argument that he could help this Duke team out a lot. I mean, there's a world in which if he's good enough, he could bump up into a starting five for a couple games. I don't think that's going to happen. He looks good. I think his motor needs a little bit of work. I think he could get after some rebounds a little bit more just from the footage we're seeing, but absolutely rooting for Christian Reeves to make that change. Definitely has the size. Still looks a little skinny, but I'm sure, but he's still put on, he put on a ton of weight from last year to this year. So I'm excited about him growing. Reeves is a guy we kind of knew was going to slowly come along and maybe be a bigger like a substantial role on next year's team rather than this year's team. But but Reeves looked all right. He had a couple really good dunks in there, a couple good rebounds. But overall, I, I'm not as super, I guess, keen on 
Reeves getting a ton of minutes this year. I, I just don't – with how many guys we have, and, and I know we don't have a lot of guys necessarily in the front court. I think he'll play more than he did last year. But I don't look at him right now as like a, a necessarily a key piece of this team, unless John Shire just feels really particular that he needs to have kind of a, that big shot blocking center that we've had for the the past few years with Derek Lively and Mark Williams, and then absolutely Reeves could slot right in here, and that's kind of where I'd cap him for this year. Like his ceiling, I think is 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 like a defensive guy who comes in, block shots, gets rebounds. I don't think he has much of an offensive game right now, other than you know just throwing down dunks and lobs that he gets, which is you know. We've developed players before like that, and it's no shame to come in like that. But, but yeah, that's kind of all I got on Christian Reeves. Ryan Young, again, Ryan Young was Ryan Young, except for one massive, massive new thing in his game, which is this three-point shooting. That's something <laughs> I d- did not expect to see, although he kind of went into Northwestern as a recruit with sort of a bag for three-point shooting. Didn't expect that to come out in practice. I wonder, I don't remember this from last year, but I wonder if last year in these scrimmages he was shooting these three-pointers as much. I, I I watched the scrimmages from last year, too. It didn't appear like that was in his arsenal at all. And now, I mean, I think he took maybe three or four threes across all these scrimmages. And he actually got interviewed on the, the Duke Basketball Roundup podcast. Suggest, suggest you go listen to those guys. They're great. But he did an interview there where... He said he anticipates maybe shooting one or two threes a game this year, which is, I think, you know, really optimistic if you were a betting man to bet how many threes Ryan Young is going to take a game. But that is going to be interesting. And and listen, I he said it on that podcast. He's going to be open when he takes them. And I, I agree with that 100%. When all four guys on the court can shoot threes and Ryan Young is out there with them, I think the defense is going to leave him wide open. I mean, as open as he can be. So uh, if he can knock down those, I'm okay with him taking them. The formula is there for him to be a good three-point shooter. I mean, he was I – mean, wasn't there time last year? He was maybe, maybe the best free-throw shooter on the team. I'd have to get the numbers on that. But he's a good free-throw shooter, had a good little mid-range game at times. So, look, it's not, I guess, the most shocking thing in the world that he's got good shooting form from beyond the arc. But uh, – that's kind of a development. We'll see. We'll see if Ryan Young has got that in his bag. I'm excited to see that, certainly. But overall, again, kind of just like Blake's, I'm excited for Ryan Young to be around these young guys and to be influencing them. He just seems like an awesome, awesome guy. I, I do think he's going to get a captain nod along with Jeremy Roach. He seemed to be a big part in the team turning around the ship last year. I think he was one of the ones that kind of recommended they have that team meeting after the Miami game where Duke got just absolutely blown out. And then we turned it around from there. So I expect him to get a captain nod. I'd be very happy with that and excited for him to be making one last run at college basketball this year. Pumped for him to be back at Duke. All right, so now let's move on to the freshmen. These are guys you can really, really dig in on and maybe give the most analysis because this is the first time we're seeing these guys in Duke jerseys. I mean, we've seen the high school highlight tapes, but... Boy, do those can those be deceiving sometimes. Um, so, yeah, let's dive into the freshman here. First guy I want to talk about is Sean Stewart. And the first thing everybody says about this guy is he is just a super athlete. Super, super athlete. 
his vertical leap just shocks me at times. He doesn't he he does have a little bit of Zion in him where he's such a big guy that you don't expect him to be as quick and as high of a jumper as he is. There were there were times in these clips that he would go up for a rebound or a dunk or an alley oop, and his vertical leap just jumps out at the screen at you. Just a super athlete. I don't think he has like a huge bag in terms of scoring. Like I don't think he's got post moves yet and all that, but just looks like a super hard worker, super just tenacious rebounder. And I, I want to highlight specifically, I'm super pumped to have him working with Ryan Young this offseason. If Ryan Young can teach him half of his post moves, man, if you give me Sean Stewart with half of Ryan Young's post moves and shot-making ability kind of under the basket moves, you could have a monster of a player. I, I'm thinking about next year's team. I do think Sean Stewart's a guy that's going to be sticking around for at least another year. I I think that's pretty safe to assume. That's what a lot of people are saying. But, man, if you can give me Sean Stewart with some of Ryan Young's moves, he will be really somebody to watch. And I I want to say this, too. I think the most important play of of both of these scrimmages was a play that involved Sean Stewart and Christian Reeves. Now, you might be questioning that as, as kind of to what people may consider kind of more minor players on next year's team. But the big question is with this Duke team is what lineups are we going to have? You know, with the front court, what's that going to look like? Most people say Flipper gonna play, is going to play a ton of minutes at the five. He's kind of going to be more of a center this year than he was. You know, he was more of a power forward to Derek Lively's center last year. But a lot of people are throwing out the idea, and I kind of agree with it as Sean Stewart being this small ball five, this small ball center. And, man, this play involving him and Christian Reeves is just proving to me more and more that that might be a possibility for him year one. So Reeves was kind of under the basket, backing him down a little bit, and kind of went up for a shot, and Sean Stewart was able to punch the ball out of his hands, and it turned into a turnover for that team and a fast break on the other side and the other end of the basket, the other end of the court, excuse me. That kind of play is going to be what gets Sean Stewart in this lineup more and more. He He's not a guy that is going to be counted on to score every time just because we have so many options on this team. Those kind of plays are going to be what keeps him in the lineup and potentially bumps him up to you know, maybe a starting position at some point. I'm not sure he could come off the bench all year. I don't think that's totally out of the question. But there, there's a world out here where Flip and Stewart are your starting front court when Duke basketball is at its best. And if he can continue to make plays like that and just keep getting rebounds, keep being athletic. Ryan Young said on the the Duke basketball roundup podcast as well, he, he's really enjoyed playing against Sean Stewart. He said there were times that... He would go up for a rebound, and, and Sean Stewart would jump over him and grab it from uh, <laughs> from on top of him, which is a, just a crazy thing to hear from another center. But super pumped about Stewart. Again, I think his offensive game is going to need some development, probably going to happen next year most likely. In terms of this year, man, though, super athletic. We're going to see some crazy highlight dunks from Sean Stewart this year. Couldn't be more excited about that. Let's talk about Caleb Foster. Caleb Foster is a guy I'm super excited to talk about. I I really anticipated, or maybe not anticipated, but I really thought there was a chance he would transfer after Jeremy Roach said that he was going to come back. But no, Caleb Foster is here to stay, and we are so excited about that. But he's maybe the player that's most mysterious to me on this upcoming 2023-2024 Duke squad. 
not in a bad way. I think whatever he's going to offer is going to be good. But uh, I'm a little in in the uh, in the dark about what his role is going to be on this team. And I think his high school career was more varied than people remember, and not in an up and down kind of way, but more in a role kind of way. His first three years, he was really viewed as a as a playmaker more than anything. He was a really good pastor, super, super low turnover rate, kind of looking to pass first, set up the other guys on his team. And then this last year of his career felt like they just kind of let him loose to score and just do whatever he wanted. And, and man, did it work. He just became an incredible scorer at, at all three levels, really, really tough shot maker. His three-point shot isn't like the prettiest shot in the world, but it goes in at a high clip and he makes it with people draped all over him on the defensive end so I'm super pumped about having Caleb Foster on this team again just a little confused on what his role is going to be but he's going to bring whatever he brings is going to be really good a lot of people are talking about him being maybe the most important freshman I think they all have different and really important things they're going to offer this Duke squad for next year but I do have questions of Caleb Foster of like, is he going to be a guy we're going to to get a basket? Is he going to be a guy that slots in there in the starting lineup and just as a big bodied kind of defender who's going to pass first and set up everybody else? But the good news is he can do it all. He looks like a guy who can really do it all. Again, a lot of these freshmen, big bodied freshmen don't look like freshmen coming into the year. Looks really strong, looks big, looks like he for sure could defend the three in college. I don't know about that in the NBA. But it looks like he could absolutely defend the small forward position in college. Not worried about that at all, which is why I think he's getting a lot of nods to be a potential starter on this team eventually. We'll talk about some lineups and everything kind of in the next episode of this and where he kind of slots in. But what I saw from Caleb looked awesome. He's a guy that's in a lot of clips, which is a good sign if he has that many highlights. Really tough shot maker, a good shooter. He's shooting a lot from the outside more than I thought. So maybe that is something he's going to have the green light to do. Just be that three-point shooter, which is great. It helps us space out the floor even more with all the shooters we have on this team. And he's one of them. Uh, He's one of the great shooters on this team. So excited to see what he does. But yeah, he looks as advertised. Looks really good. I think people are going to be impressed with his playmaking. I think people have kind of forgotten how good of a passer he was and how kind of safe of an assist to turnover rate he had in high school. So I'm excited to see what he does this year at Duke. And next, we're going to move on to TJ Power. TJ Power is a guy that the hype train has been slowly building and building on. He's kind of a lower-rated recruit than maybe what we're used to at Duke. But, man, every time I look up a video on this guy, people are just singing his praises everywhere you look as, as just one of the more underrated recruits. And I can see why. His shot looks clean in all of this footage. One thing I noticed, noticeably vocal player. It, it felt like... Every time he made a shot or every time he was involved in a defensive stand or possession, super loud on defense. And I mean, loud as in he's talking really loud on offense and defense, which I know the coaching staff is going to love. Feels like a super smart player, high IQ. I will say, though, he's in these clips a lot less than you might expect. Out of all the freshmen, he does look the most like a freshman to me. You know, he's a little bit more on the skinny side, which is, you know, reasonable for a guy of his height. And it's not a negative thing. He can always put on some pounds, you know, in the summer and and certainly going into the next year as well. Thing I'm looking forward to with TJ Power, I think he's kind of be be vying for that wing spot. I, I don't know if he, at least this year, 
has the potential to to bang down there in the front court with the big guys. I think he's kind of going to be more in the wings. So that would put him going up against Mark Mitchell in practice this year. And, and there were a couple clips in here where Mark Mitchell was really bodying TJ Power. He had a huge block against him on, on one of these. Mark Mitchell had a couple huge blocks against all these guys, but had a massive block against Power. But I, it's going to be really good for him to go up against Mark Mitchell in practice. <laughs> Mark Mitchell might be one of the best defenders in the country. And he might be getting baptized a little bit right now early in the season. Kind of a, okay, this is what college basketball is all about. This is the level of defense that's played here. But it's going to be great for him. I think he's probably a guy that we'll see less of early in the year. I think he'll get his minutes. But I look at him as more of a guy who he's a potential breakout candidate kind of late year. I could see him, you know, having some big possessions, some big buckets in March kind of out of nowhere, almost a little Grayson Allen like when we saw him in the tournament just explode out of nowhere. TJ Power could be that guy for us this year, the guy that kind of maybe sits on the bench more than you think he would going into the year. But uh, as the year goes on, he really could turn it up. And I think uh, he's another guy I expect to come back for the next year. And I think next year's team, he has potential to make a huge impact. I think Power could be it could be at Duke for a while no slight to him at all but I think that's kind of where a lot of people see his trajectory and I think he wants to be at Duke for several years but he is a guy that this team is going to love and Duke fans are going to love I don't know if we'll get as much of him this year as some of these guys are expecting just with how many kind of ready players we have but the signs look good for TJ Powers shot looks really clean a lot of his highlights come from kind of just open threes. But that shot looks really good. Excited about seeing what he does this year, but really excited. Probably mostly for him getting to go up against this high, these high-level guys in practice. It's going to make him better. And, and keep your eye on power as a breakout candidate kind of later as the season goes along into kind of the postseason for Duke basketball. And, and last but certainly not least, the last guy I want to talk about is Jared McCain. And you know, a lot of people have him pegged as the top freshman coming in, and it is easy to see why. And he looks just as good as advertised. Every every article you read on this kid is incredible. He was just at, I believe, the, uh, the Chris Paul basketball camp, and, and nothing but positive reports coming out of there all about Jared McCain. And I'll tell you, in these scrimmages, he looks as good as advertised. The big thing with him everybody talks about is three-point shooting. You know, he won the McDonald's All-American three-point shooting contest. Sean Stewart won the dunk contest, by the way. Got a clean Duke sweep at the McDonald's All-American kind of three-point dunk contest games. Happy about that. But um, everybody talks about his three, and I think the three-point shot's there. Super clean form. Maybe the best form out of anybody on this team. But I think people are going to be surprised. I, I don't hear enough people talking about how good of a driver and playmaker he is. It, it, almost His highlights are maybe the most diverse of anybody in these scrimmages. He has highlights of him doing that little scoop shot underneath the basket. He has highlights of him driving into the lane and then kicking it to the corner for an open three by Power or any of these other guys. And he has shots where he takes deep threes and makes them. I, if I had to give a prediction on him, I think people are just setting the bar so high for his three-point shooting that that has a potential to maybe not live up to what everybody's hyping it up to be. 
there is a jump from high school to college, so I don't just expect him to... He's going to be a good three-point shooter, but I don't just expect him to just be a sniper from day one. So I maybe expect him to not maybe not shoot the three as well as everybody is saying, but I think every other aspect of his game is going to surprise you. I, I think it, his playmaking ability, even defensively, I think everything he does is going to be shocking to the Duke community, and, and we're going to be sitting here midseason uh, kicking ourselves for not talking as much about his ability to to playmake and uh, to drive. He's just super high IQ player as well. Jared McCain just looks as good as advertised. I think he's going to have a huge, huge role um, on this year's team. He's going to be a huge reason we go as far as we do. However far we end up in the tournament, most people are pegging this team as a team that can make a Final Four run. And if we make it there, a huge part of that is going to be because of Jared McCain. Not to put too much pressure on the kid being a freshman, but man, he looks good and Boy, I think Duke fans are going to really love watching him play this year, not just for the three-point shooting, but for everything else he's going to contribute to the team. He's also a guy you can kind of plug in wherever. People have talked about him sliding into a starting role or coming off the bench and kind of being the the second the second rotation point guard. I think he's just as good on ball as he is off ball. An easy guy to put into any lineup, and I think a guy that we're going to need on the floor for long stretches of time this year but super excited to have him on the team and and when you watch clips he he maybe is the freshman that stands out the most to you is just the this kid looks like he's played college basketball for three years already now it is practice footage so we'll see what happens in the game but Jared McCain I mean couldn't have better signs for him being a great Duke basketball player year one for this 2023-2024 team but yeah that kind of wraps up all the players I want to talk about today we talked about some of the returners, some of the newbies kind of broke down some of my thoughts on what I'm seeing from these guys in these early summer scrimmages. A lot of good signs for this Duke team, but it's still super, super early. I'm excited about coming back to you guys with more and more coverage as we get kind of more footage of these guys playing uh, full-length clips. But yeah, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for tuning in to this very first episode of the Duke Blue Central podcast. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like, at Duke Blue Central. And if you want to help out the show, the best way to do that is to leave a rating wherever you're watching maybe share it with some of your other duke fans but overall so so appreciate you for listening i think the next episode is going to be going over some lineups maybe some styles that we can expect out of duke basketball next year or this year this upcoming year not sure when that's going to be coming out but hopefully i'll be coming at you again so so soon but thank you so much for listening once again let's go blue devils